Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Bridget Quinn, and here are today's top local stories. The arrests of two men in connection with a threat to attack a New York City synagogue. Mayor Adams and the police commissioner have been holding a news conference, and let's get the latest live details from our Marla Diamond. Marla. And Bridget, the mayor said it was not an idle threat and that it was the coordinated efforts of several law enforcement agencies, the NYPD, the FBI, the Joint Terrorism Task Force, and the MTA police that thwarted this very quickly. Their officers received a bulletin and photos of the suspects. Officers Ryan Fackner and Connor Colasurgio received a round of applause here at the City Hall Rotunda for their quick collar of 21-year-old Christopher Brown of Riverhead and 22-year-old Matthew Marr of the Upper West Side at Penn Station on Friday night. The mayor calling theirs a real threat. The pair had an illegal gun, a hunting knife, a ski mask, and swastika armband. They posted their plan on social media. Former NYPD Director of Intelligence Analysis Mitchell Silber is now the Executive Director of the Community Security Initiative. They alerted the FBI to the threat time, a specific target, synagogues, talking about going to church and getting some approval by their priest to either get married or to, or to die or be killed. So all of those things suggested, you know, from looking at past case studies, whether it was Tree of Life or Top Supermarket or El Paso, that this thing had the potential to be, uh, you know, a very serious and violent uh, incident. And Silver says there has always been hate speech on social media, but he identified Twitter especially saying the volume has increased exponentially since Elon Musk's takeover. Marla Diamond, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM, live at City Hall. All right, Marla, we thank you for the update. Police still have not released an official motive for the mass shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs. That city's mayor, John Southers, credits the bar patrons with stopping the gunman from killing more than five people. If this had gone on for several minutes more and that heroic action had not been taken, I can only imagine how many more fatalities we might have had. The 22-year-old gunman, Anderson Lee Aldrich, is in custody. We spoke live on Newsline with ABC News correspondent Aaron Katursky, who's been covering the case. Seems, according to the mayor of Colorado Springs, like this is a hate crime up and, and, and triggered by anti-gay animus. But uh, the police have not said for sure, although it is an obvious avenue of investigation. And, and the shooting came at a time, Bridget, when anti-gay rhetoric is among the most widely shared and violent extremist content online. Aldrich was also arrested last year for allegedly threatening his mother with a homemade bomb and other weapons. There are questions about how he still had access to the guns used in the attack because Colorado's red flag law should have allowed authorities to seize the weapons last year. New York's first licenses to sell marijuana could be approved today. The Cannabis Control Board is set to vote today, clearing the way for 36 businesses and nonprofits to set up retail dispensaries. The New York Times is reporting the candidates were chosen from an applicant pool of more than 900 Most are businesses owned and controlled by people who have been convicted of cannabis-related offenses or their close relatives. Seven production trailers have been destroyed in a fire in South Kearney, New Jersey this morning. They were supposed to be used for celebrities to get ready at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It is not clear how that fire started. The owner of the trailer says workers had recently been constructing a studio inside one of the motor homes. No one has been reported hurt. 
A spike in crime to report in Midtown South, which includes Times Square. The Daily News reports there's been a jump in grand larceny, burglaries and robberies in the first 10 months of the year. The most recent NYPD crime stats indicated a 66% hike in grand larcenies, 55% rise in burglaries and a 49% jump in robberies. Three people allegedly hurled anti-Asian remarks at a man and woman aboard a shuttle train in Manhattan Saturday night. A 42-year-old man and a 41-year-old woman were riding the shuttle from Grand Central to Times Square at about 8. When the suspects demanded their seats, the group then punched the man in the head. He got a cut. He refused medical attention at the scene. The suspects, a man and two women, got off the train at Times Square and took off. A pedestrian was critically hurt in an early morning hit and run in Woodhaven, Queens. Police say at 4.50 this morning on 91st Avenue in Woodhaven Boulevard in Queens, a 54-year-old woman was struck by a sedan. She was taken to Jamaica Hospital and is in critical condition. The suspect took off. Parents of some city school kids have been complaining of buses showing up late or not coming at all, breaking down. And today, their complaints are the focus of a city council hearing. Our Roger Stern covering for Newsline from City Hall. Rita Joseph chairs the Education Committee and says buses often bring kids to school late and it's getting worse. In September, it was about a 37-minute wait. I believe now the time for a student to get on a bus is about 41 minutes. She adds that some pupils haven't even gone to school yet because they have no route. Plus, there's a shortage of drivers and monitors. Oversight and Investigations Committee Chair Gail Brewer. We need to figure out how to address that, whether it's salary, whether it's a different workforce schedule. Education officials are in for some tough questions. Roger Stern, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM at City Hall. In the Bronx today, City Harvest will be distributing some 600 turkeys. Event organizer, VP of Public Affairs with Fresh Direct, Larry Scott Blackman, telling 1010 Wins. We work with our local leaders and we hand out tickets throughout the entire community. And individuals come and they are able to receive a high quality turkey from Fresh Direct and uh, bundles of shelf stable items and other produce that they can use for their Thanksgiving feast. And the event is being held tonight at the Concourse Village Elementary School at 8 o'clock. A local guy is doing his World Cup soccer fans proud. The story from our Sean Adams. Long before Greg Berhalter became coach of the U.S. men's soccer team, he was a scrappy defender at St. Benedict's Prep in Newark. A real student of the game, right? So he was locked in, you know, to his individual development all the way back, you know, as early as uh, the time that he arrived at Benedict's. St. Benedict's soccer coach Jim Wandling was a high school teammate. He says Burhalter has earned the coaching position. He was on two World Cup teams. He played professionally and coached in Europe. One of his dear friends, high school and World Cup teammate Claudio Reyna. His son, Gio, is now on the national team. Greg and Claudio have remained friends. Um, Gio, you know, was uh, was a very talented player. And I think, you know, uh, the timing, you know, is too good to be true, right? Where we now have Greg coaching Gio. Sean Adams, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. We'll talk about performing under pressure. A group of actors, writers, and directors had just one day to produce and put on short plays. Mark Armstrong is the artistic director of the 24-hour plays on Broadway. Our feeling is that these plays are, because they are written for the community that comes together, this community will never be together in the same way again. And these works find their fullest expression in the moment that they're written for. 
And the 24-hour plays on Broadway Gala begins tonight at 8 at the Town Hall on West 43rd Street. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.